Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. We want to pray for one another. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. And uh, let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord of life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord of every nation, we come before you today. We ask you to increase our confidence in your power, our confidence that you bring life victorious over death, truth victorious over falsehood, grace victorious over sin, and that we share in this, this victory. Lord, we ask you as we delve into your word now that we might understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. James. Blessed is he who perseveres in temptation, for when he has been proven, he will receive the crown of life that he promised to those who love him. No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God. For God is not subject to temptation to evil, and he himself tempts no one. Rather, each person is tempted when lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire conceives and brings forth sin, and when sin reaches maturity, it gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. All good giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no alteration or shadow caused by change. He willed to give us birth by the word of truth, that we may be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation. And James here helps us to interpret that verse. It doesn't mean that God leads us into temptation to sin. The word here, temptation, used by, uh, by James in this letter, actually has two related meanings. One is what we commonly experience as temptation where we feel drawn to do something that's sinful. And a temptation is at its root a lie because it's presenting to us something that is evil but presenting it as as if it were something good. The devil lied to Jesus in the in the desert of course uh, even using the word of God to cloak those lies and 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 he'll do the same thing to us too try to quote scripture, try to make something bad look virtuous. Uh, look at what we see going on in the whole woke culture and the transgender ideology. These people are presenting this stuff as, as, uh, as something good. And that's, by the way, one of the many reasons why the blessing of a homosexual couple uh, is, leads people into temptation. It's scandalous because you want to make something bad look good. You know, what more than to... Give, give these people a blessing, you know, sanctioned by uh, the Pope. All it's doing is reinforcing temptation. But let no one say, James says, I'm being tempted by God. 
So in that sense of temptation being led into sin, God doesn't want us anywhere near sin. In fact, he tells us we have to reject even the occasions of sin, or if they're unavoidable, those are those circumstances or people or situations that, that we know cause us temptation. That's called an occasion of sin. You know, oh, well, the last, time, last five times I saw that person, I ended up uh, cursing out loud and getting angry. Well, if there's no reason to be in the presence of that person, then don't. Avoid the occasion of sin so that you can avoid the temptation and the sin itself. This God has nothing to do with. But then right at the beginning of this passage, James says, Blessed is he who perseveres in temptation. This is the sense of the word that means a trial that purifies us if we're faithful, if we persevere. It's a trial. It's a difficulty. It's a situation of distress. We read this also at the beginning of the first letter of Peter. You remember this verse. You are being guarded by faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer the distress of many trials. But this is so that your faith, tested like fire-tried gold, may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ appears. So the time of trial and testing will come upon us. Now this... God allows, because we see, for example, remember God put Abraham to the test. Sacrifice your child. Now, he didn't intend to let him kill Isaac, but he put him to the test. God allowed Job to be tested directly by Satan, right? And so we are, we are, we are led in different circumstances through times of trial. Now, God never abandons us during those times. He never subjects us to a test that he doesn't also offer us the grace to be able to victoriously come through. This is what James is saying. God is purifying you. He has promised the crown of life to those who love him. But then in the midst of those trials, we may experience the other kind of temptation, which is to be attracted to sin. That God never does. So in the Our Father, when we say, lead us not into temptation, we're not pretending that God is going to tempt us to sin. But we are recognizing that God may allow us to be tested. But we don't want to presume on our strength. It is, if you will, a declaration of humility. It's the opposite of going to God and saying, bring it on. Go ahead, test me, Lord. We wouldn't say that to God. You shouldn't say that. Come on, Lord, test me. Go ahead, try me out. That, that's a bravado, that's a, a presumptuousness, that's a you know, terrible forgetfulness about our own weakness. We should be afraid of our own weakness, afraid in a healthy way. Nothing that stops us from doing, carrying out the mission we have to carry out. But very much aware of our own weakness, we have the humility to say, Lord, like Jesus said in the garden, although he wasn't praying out of weakness, but we should say, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass by me. I'd rather serve you without the, the dangers. But we know that those dangers will come as James and also Peter tell us. 
No one experiencing temptation should say, I am being tempted by God. God is not subject to temptation, and He Himself tempts no one. Now, brothers and sisters, this doesn't mean that we see the devil behind every corner either. Sure, the devil is at the root of this, but notice what James says. He doesn't say, rather, each person is tempted by the devil. He says each person is tempted when lured and enticed by his desire. You want that money bad enough, you may be tempted to steal it. You want that pleasure bad enough, you may be tempted to lust or to impure actions. You want something bad enough, you're willing to end up sacrificing what is good. Lured and enticed by his desire. This is why spiritual writers speak about detachment. This is why we give up things for Lent, which is going to begin tomorrow. The idea of giving something up for Lent is not that the something is bad. Nothing wrong with chocolate, nothing wrong with ice cream, or any other thing you might choose to abstain from during Lent. It's the idea that we're trying to gain control of our desires. We're trying to subject our desires, which in and of themselves are neither good nor bad. It depends what we're desiring. But we're trying to subject our desires to the will of God, to the grace of the Holy Spirit. So detachment means, okay, let's moderate those desires. Let's step away. Even if the thing we're stepping away from is good and we'll step back towards it, Give ourselves a little training period where, okay, are you, do you have the strength to step away from something that's pleasurable? The pleasurable thing may be good, but at times the pleasurable thing's going to be bad, and you've got to rely on the same kind of strength. Either you have that detachment, you have that control, or you don't. And this is a good prelude, therefore, to our Lenten penance, which, of course, we will be talking about and delving into very seriously for this next 40-day season. Final point here, the temptation to abortion. Some justify this act of child killing because of circumstances. Let no one say, I am being tempted by God. God knows the circumstances better than we do. We have to have an appreciation of the circumstances of that pregnant mom who was so afraid, so scared, so desperate that she's willing to have her child killed. We understand that. But brothers and sisters, God does not subject us to temptation. No circumstance requires us to sin. No circumstance is without that escape hatch, that grace of God, there for the asking, His hand there for the taking, to lift us up out of any trial, any temptation. I mean, the circumstances that lead to abortion are among the worst trials that, that a person could face. The pressures are unbelievable. Are they invincible? No. Let's pray for those, especially today, tempted to abortion. Let's pray for those in situations of severe distress where they may have lost any kind of financial support, lost any kind of supportive relationship, lost any kind of hope that they can, that they can raise that child. Period of distress, indeed. 
That's a period of distress that we're called to jump into by our words, by our actions, by our sidewalk counseling, by our pregnancy center, volunteering, by our preaching, by our writing, by our social media posts, in any way to jump into that despair for those who are in the distress of a trial that might lead to abortion and to say, you have the strength to do what is right and to extend our hand to let them grasp and lift them up from despair to hope, a hope that says yes to life. Amen. We thank you, Father, for protecting us from temptation. May we do our part, avoiding the occasions of sin. Lord, if you allow us to go through periods of trial, may it be, as James and Peter say, a time of purification that leads to genuine faith and salvation more precious than fire-tried gold. Lord, bless all those who are in the distress right now of a pregnancy they feel they cannot handle, not just the, not just the moms. The dads are going through this trial. Give them the courage and the good sense to do and say what is right. And the grandparents go through this trial. They may be the ones pressuring their son or their daughter to get this child aborted. Bless, Lord God, the grandparents. Subject that, them not to the trial, but give them the strength to do what is right. Bless our entire culture, Lord. This culture of death, transform it into the culture of life. Bless voters in the election. Our nation is going through trial. May people not be tempted to abandon their civic responsibility. May they not be tempted to give up in despair, but rather to engage the fight with confident hope. Bless us, Lord, as we move forward in our church, dispel any clouds of confusion coming from leaders who are not doing their job. Lord God, bless each and every individual with all their personal needs and intentions as we pray for one another now and as we say the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, friends, thanks so much. Invite others to come to watch these programs whether live or on their, uh, in the archives. We rely on you to help grow our audience. Thank you for doing that. Please also support our work, and we will talk to you soon. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? 
because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.